This episode is brought to you by freedadcourse.com. You are always one conversation away from changing your life, and the power of hello is something that I subscribe to every single day, and I'm always saying hello to new people everywhere I go. Increasing your opportunity, increasing your connection, and getting access to the solutions to the problems that you are facing, whether you're on active duty or just beginning your veteran transition or even transitioning out for 20 years. On the other side of hello are the solutions that you're looking for. Again, head on over to freedadcourse.com. Get your five-episode audio course to create more connection, create more friendships, and get back to living the life that you're trying to design. Dory 1, this is Fire Team Delta. Dad's coming home. Welcome to the Military Veteran Dad Podcast, where it is our mission to bring every dad home. I am your host, Ben Colloy. I'm a United States Marine veteran, husband, and a father. We will bring authentic conversations to inspire action in your life so we can close the gap between the dad you are today and the dad you want to be tomorrow. This is the Military Veteran Dad Podcast. Today on the show, we have Nick Belfiore, United States Marine veteran, husband, and father of two. He is the founder and CEO of Moving the Stone LLC. He has an MBA, and he has specialized in federal contracting with veteran entrepreneurs, and he just recently started blogging for the veteran small business company, Street Shares. Welcome to the show, Nick. Ben, thanks for having me, brother. Go ahead and fill a few gaps in that intro and tell us what your family looks like right now. So as you mentioned, I am a father of two. I've got a beautiful girl, Amelia, who is four years old as of the uh, date of this recording, and um, a little Hellraiser who is six months old, my son Henry. Um, my wife Elizabeth and I have been together for, oh my goodness, it is going to be, um, we're going to be married for about um, seven years in about a couple months, and um, loving life right now. I remember when you first shared that your, your newborn picture and you were a little bit scared to death of what life was like and those first few uh, sleepless nights that you were sharing about and uh, losing that sleep. They're uh, sleeping is, now, aren't they? Uh, the four-year-old is sleeping. The six-month-old is uh, getting on board with the program slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. And your wife's back to work now, right? She is. She is. Yes. And the day of the recording, this is Veterans Day. Yes. Great day. Great day to be, be around. It's a great day to talk about that, being a dad. What does it mean to, for you to come home? When I say the word come home, what does that mean for you? So for me coming home, I, I remember coming back from, from exercises, from deployments, and, and that feeling of coming back to, for me, it was coming back to the barracks and walking in the room and just dropping all my gear on the floor and just shedding all the weights and the dust and everything that I was carrying. And for me, coming home is, is kind of that similar mental and emotional feeling of being able to, to walk in and shed the weights emotionally and mentally and spiritually of all the, the gear and the, the burden of everything I've been carrying with me. So being able to come home and drop all the burdens, all the stress of life of the responsibilities that I have and being able to kind of walk in free and kind of a little bit um, lifted up to, to be able to be with my family and be, be home. You were telling that story about dropping all your gear. I was thinking about how great it was when you took your socks off. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> when you're just like, ah, 
Yeah, I feel that cool air come in and rush on you. And you're like, it's over. These, yep. pups, these pups are barking. <laughs> so when you, when you drop all that stuff down, I, I can't imagine that that came naturally in the beginning. What, it, what work did you have to do to, to let go of some of that stuff? Because it doesn't come natural for dads, veterans, or anybody in the military to, to let go of that. It's a lot of burden that we kind of carry on our shoulders where a lot of dads listening to this don't drop that pack and drop what's on their mind or even open up about what's on their mind or on their back. So, so I think for me, first, the first and foremost thing was, was adjusting my mindset and realizing that it was okay to let go of those things, that, that we didn't have to hold on to it. Uh, so the first thing for me was realizing that, that strength always doesn't come from holding on to things. And sometimes strength is shown in letting go, right? So that we, we get taught, I know you're, you're a former Marine like I am, we get taught that strength is, 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 comes from muscle, that get strength comes from, from being strong and, and building ourselves up. But sometimes I think now as, as transitioning into the civilian world, we need to realize that strength comes from letting our guard down and being willing to be vulnerable. Um, so, I, so the first step for me was that mindset shift to, to saying it's okay to drop that pack, right? It's okay to not have to walk around with all my gear on, with all that emotional gear on all the time because I'm okay now. That was the first step. And then it was trying to train myself to, to be okay doing that. So whether it was on, on, as I'm preparing to come home and drop that gear, doing some breathing exercise, doing some box breathing to help me address some of the anxiety that I get when I'm, when I'm getting ready to, to drop that gear. So box breathing or coming home and physically getting on the level and kneeling down with my four, four-year-old daughter and, and getting on her level and, and looking at her and, and being there present with her to kind of get myself in that physical presence and mental presence to be with her and not have my mind in a million other places. Those are kind of the, the things I'm using to, to be present there in my home and in my family. I like what you said there. And a lot of veterans, we walk out with an ego the size of Superman. And we, the first thing that we have to realize is that we have to let go of that ego and turn it off. Because with that ego on, we're, we're closed-minded. We think we need to figure it all out on our own. We recognize that opening up, being vulnerable is the opposite of what is going well. And we start having conversations in our head that ultimately only have one way out. And that's why we see such high veteran suicide rates these days is because we have these conversations where it's just you just keep convincing yourself of some version of the truth. When in reality, it's the complete opposite. But it's what you've convinced yourself over the years by just repeating it. Yeah. And I think it was actually in a conversation you and I had where you described it as this echo chamber of, of your head where you say one thing and it just echoes back louder and louder because that's all you hear. So, so breaking that cycle of getting out of your head is, is huge. And me and you both met in a Facebook dad's group, which is one of the other things that helps that pack fall off. I believe is recognizing and finding that tribe and the man that leads the group, Larry Hagner, he said something, of, I think, earlier in the year that really resonated with me in that for 2,000 years, men survived in tribes. 
And in the last 100, we've somehow thought we could do it without that. And so a key part of transitioning is finding that tribe to be with other men and to do life together because we weren't designed to do it alone. Absolutely. The military convinces you in a lot of ways that's what you have to do with your being what you have to do to complete the mission. Yeah, but when you think about it, I mean, that's that's one of the things I missed the most is was that camaraderie we had. And as as Marine, as a as a former Marine, I'm, I'm sure you you recognize part of that as well that that brotherhood, that camaraderie of of being Marines. Um, and and it's part of what I miss. It's part of what I look for that tribe outside. So finding that group, that band of brothers, whatever you may call it, that tribe, that people that you can live life with, is huge. It's spelled love, T-I-M-E, and it's one of the very first things I like to uh, help dads who may not be thinking of, of growth and, and get being a better dad, that the simplest things allow for you to show up in their life and for them to feel love. What are a few things that you use and time bombs that you can share with us to help you show up in your kid's life that are super simple, a simple life hack that you do it every time and your kids absolutely love it? I, you know, Ben, one of the things I think I mentioned before that, that I found such so impactful is, is physically getting down on, at my daughter's level uh, when I'm talking with her. So that looks like, you know, we're having a conversation or especially when she's upset is taking that knee and getting down to the, the level of a four-year-old and looking at her face to face, looking at her in the eye and, and talking to her about what's going on. And I think just doing that has helped us connect so much more than if I was physically looking down upon her as we were having conversations. Or even yeah. do, during like punishment when you're, where you're trying to talk about the, some bad behavior, I always find like rubbing in their back and just getting down their level in a very soft voice, not raising it, that they can start to understand that emotion because kids are just like a factory of unwired, uncontrolled emotions. <laughs> and that, like what you're saying, getting down allows them to not feel threatened about whatever they're feeling and allows them to talk to you about it. And then I, my oldest daughter is six and I definitely noticed it with her that helping her navigate whatever she's feeling and whatever she did because of that feeling and helping her understand how she could use it differently or channel it differently. Those are definitely key things to help um, do things. What, what's your favorite thing to just have fun with, with your kids? It's, it's the simplest things, right? It's, it's literally getting out in the yard and running around with no purpose or anything. It's literally, let's go run in the yard. And she, her eyes light up, her face lights up. And we literally just chase each other around and run in the yard and we'll do it for, for, you know, half an hour and, and we'll come in exhausted, happy and, and love it. I love entering their imagination, just turning off whatever expectations you have and just jumping on and going for a ride with whatever they've got cooked up in their head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's great. And people, you know, we, we, we fall into it, right? We're, we're spending hundreds of, hundreds of dollars on these electronic toys that have all the bells and whistles that do everything. And she's out there running in the yard, playing with cardboard boxes and, and all the simple things of life. I made a fort with my kids just last week, and that was, they were making forts on their own this week because Daddy did it with them <laughs> this last week. Those little moments is all they really want. I love it. When you think of your kids being 30 at a bar talking with their friends, what do you want them to remember about you? Oh boy. It's first of all, it's terrifying thinking of them as 30. Walk through the fear. <laughs> but I think it's just that 
I cared, right? That, that I was there and I loved them and I cared enough to, to be there. Um, that's, that's what mattered the most, right? That I, I put them in front of all else. Um, because that's the truth, right? That's, that's what matters the most. And I hope that I'm through my, through my actions able to communicate that enough to them so that they're able to take that with them. Or that you provided that role model to, for yeah. of what a man should do. Right. I mean, especially having, having a daughter, that's, that's, I want, I, I hope that I'm the example that she looks to when she eventually far, far down the line <laughs> is looking uh, for qualities in a, in, a, in a husband. And for my son, who's only six months, that he, he's able to be that, you know, to, to somebody. Have you ever read the book, Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters? I have. I have. Scary as hell book, man. Oh, for yeah. 60 pay, for 60% is just like doom and gloom. And I'm just like, <laughs> it can't be like this. And there was a thing in there I, I remember to this day, and I often repeat it, that just hugging your daughter reduces it by like 60% chance that they'll have sex by the age of 12 because yep. they have affection from you and they won't go seek it from, from others. So those simple examples, I love that uh, answer for what they want to remember. <laughs> when, when they're looking at that guy across the bar, they're going to be looking at qualities in you. Yeah. Yeah, for they sure. want that to be the right metric, not the other way around because they will find it. <laughs> they will reflect exactly how you were. As a dad, what, do you, what was your scariest moment? What did this moment teach you and how did it enable you to grow as a dad? Oh, scariest moment. So, so obviously everything in the first year of my, my first daughter's life was terrifying. <laughs> um, but I, I think, you know, scary, every, everything is scary as, as a first time parent. Um, but I, but going back to truly being terrified, um, one of the things that, that stuck out in my mind is 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 going back to having problems in in my just the relationship with my wife right because before before we were parents we were also husband and wife you know and i think that's still at the core of our family is the relationship with my wife and as with any relationships there's ups and downs and and my wife and i had 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 a down moment and and a big fight and it brought up lots of questions and lots of emotion and lots of feelings. And just that glimmer of, of a thought of, oh my gosh, what could this lead to? And then the snowball effect of, of those fears and those emotions leading to, oh my gosh, what could possibly happen to my family um, was terrifying. But that moment taught me so much about what it meant to take leadership of my family right? It taught me so much about what it meant to take ownership of my actions. And it enabled to me, it enabled me to be such a better father and such a better husband, because I realized, I think, so much more truly, and so much more deeply, what was all on the line, when we talked about my relationship with my wife, and what was on the line when we talked about my relationship with my family. It was everything, right? All of this was on the line. 
everything we talked about running around the yard with, with my daughter, the future, you know, what, what things were going to look like in 30 years, all of this was on the line and it was all centering, centering around the relationship with my wife, because for us, that's the, that's the center of our family. So the scariest moments I think was when things started to come into question with that, with that core of our family. And it taught me what it meant to step forward um, as a man, as a husband, as a father, and, and lead our family. And really come home. Yeah, and really come home. You were, as you were talking, I was thinking about, I think a lot of veterans in the military were trained for success. We prepare for success. And we prepare to maintain control of the mission. But in marriage, and many times in family, control is an illusion that never actually exists. <laughs> and just surrendering it, and you can prepare yourself for marriage. You can prepare yourself for being a dad, but it's really hard to train for it. You really, it, it's it's messy. It's it's icky sometimes. Sometimes it's joy. Sometimes it's the happiest memories, and you can't control it. You really just have to be prepared to have what you need to know mm-hmm. when that moment happens. It's an awesome answer. What advice would you give for a dad looking to come home to his marriage? Uh, well, I, I think I think you say it often. It's let's be prepared to get messy, right? This <laughs> frizzle's uh, advice is the best advice. There you go. Um, but I think it's you have to be prepared to be honest with yourself, right? Be prepared to to recognize what what gear you're carrying, because if you're not honest with yourself about what you're carrying, you can't be ready to put it down. Once, once you're open with yourself about what you're carrying, only then can you put it down. And only once you put it down, can you be free of it and free to really engage and come home and be truly there with your family. So that, the advice would be to, to be honest with yourself and, and to roll forward from there. I often find the question when, you, when you're outsourcing the blame or outsourcing really accountability of, of your life to others, there's a question be like, is it really a hundred percent? And usually it's not, but it's super easy to outsource all your problems and outsource the reason that you have the problem to someone else. But in reality, there's probably some piece of advice. I often repeat to myself, if I'm having a problem, did I really apply all the advice I've ever been given about this problem? And it's generally not. And I'm like, hmm. okay, I'll try one of those pieces of advice. Cause that means I still have control over something and I'm the only person I have control over. Absolutely. What is the biggest difference in your life for the person you are today versus the person when you got out? It's, it's so interesting. You, you followed that up with that question because it's exactly that it's, it's, it's taking ownership of, of my choices. It's taking ownership of who I am and the, the control I have over what I'm doing and not saying, well, I'm doing this because of something else or um, this is just who I am. Um, it's saying, okay, here's what I can control here's what I can't control because of whatever it may be. And here's how, here's what I'm going to do to control what I can control and move forward. Um, and, and that's, that's all I can do, right? Is, is to control what I can control and attempt to move forward. What's so, something so, you, what's a mantra that you have when you have those low days that you feel like you're in a funk? What's a mantra that you often, or a ritual that you do to reflect on to get you out of it? Start with one thing. Just start with one thing and then start work on the next thing, but start with one thing. 
and get one thing done, right? Work, work that compound effect, that, that 1%, but, but start with one thing and hopefully get that ball rolling and, and work on the next thing. My wife often tells me that when it comes to the to-do list around the house. Because <laughs> I get super stressed. I'm like, there's 15 million things that I should be fixing or working on or finishing. And she's like, just pick one thing. And then once you pick one thing, then two, three things, and then you're at the end of the day, you're like, well, that wasn't so bad. Yep. Yep. I often find that in my head, I always, it feels like a fog sets in where you don't even know which way you're pointing anymore. And it's usually because you're standing still. And the moment you start moving, the fog starts to lift. And that action creates clarity. And so much of even what we, the journey me and you have been on, you don't get clarity until you start moving, even if you don't even know if it's the right direction. Just the physical action of moving towards something will help you give clarity in your life what you're looking for. Absolutely, my friend. Absolutely. What is a resource or a book you would recommend to other military veterans' dads and why? Uh, so there's, there's so many resources out there. And, and if you Google it or, or you step into a, a physical bookstore, that if you can find one that's still around, there, there's so many things out there. Uh, but when we're talking specifically about uh, a military veteran and dad, um, one thing that really resonated with, with the veteran in me um, was the book Resilience. Uh, it, re it really struck home with me about a lot of what we talked about here on, on, this, on this podcast, about getting back up, about finding that one thing and moving forward and getting the ball rolling. So that's, that's, that's where I'd, I'd, that's the one thing I'd start with. Is, is reading resilience and, and getting that ball rolling and start taking those first steps out of that fog if that's where you are. Where can people find you if they want to follow up with you, Nick? So I'm on all the, the social media and, and online platforms. Moving the Stone LLC is the business. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Moving the Stone LLC is the business. I'm on all those platforms. Uh, Dominic Belfiore. Uh, is, is the full name. That's, a, that's the platform I'm on, on all those. Uh, happy to connect with, with any of your listeners and, and chat about any of life's topics. You're like a super ninja. Whenever I see you, it's like everywhere. <laughs> it's, it's, Facebook has like, Dominic has just shared five things. I'm like, it's everywhere. And it's always something awesome that you're sharing or where you're popping in at. Or your I LinkedIn tried. content is also really good. And I've enjoyed reading your articles on uh, street shares as well. Thanks. It's a great platform. Well, Nick, thank you for coming on the show. I really enjoyed this conversation and I know we're going to help some other dads come home with the content we provide today. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. That's a wrap. And thank you for listening to today's show. And I really hope you enjoyed it. The lifeblood of any new podcast are the reviews. If you haven't reviewed the podcast yet on iTunes, I would really appreciate it and you will help us get the message out to even more military veteran dads. As John Maxwell says, if there is hope in the future, there is power in the present. Dads, it's time to come home. <laughs>